0: Everyone and welcome back to another episode of Kavajay Screening Room, a podcast centered around cinema, the industry, and the future. Back after a long hiatus, it's Kayvon Evangelinas.
1: What's up? How, how are you feeling? It's been a while. I think four I'm four good. episodes. I thought we were beefing. I didn't get the invite <laughs> back for so long.
0: No, definitely not beefing. And honestly, when I came up with this idea, I was like, "There's honestly only one person I know who's seen the movie we're going to talk about." And also like one person I really want to talk about. Well, I guess I'll spoil it. So today's episode, we're going to talk about the newest release, number two at the box office, The Green Knight, the newest A24 movie. And then we're going to tie A24 into the Olympics. So stick around for that. So I'm thinking we dive right into it. First thoughts, Green Knight. You you were very excited for this movie.
1: I was really excited. They put together a good trailer. They did put a good trailer, It's true. So what'd you think of it? It was awesome, obviously.
0: I agree. I enjoyed it as well. I think you liked it a little more than I did. I don't know how your theater was, but mine had like full AC on and the chairs were basically broken. So my back was like out. And you know when there's too much AC and then you start to feel like tired because it's so like cold? No. Okay, you should come to the theater I was at, and you'll experience that. It happened for both movies because I double build it with Jungle Cruise, which you also when? did, <laughs> when? but it was reverse the, order though, yeah, which actually, if you're gonna do anyone listening, you're gonna do that, see the Green Knight first Agreed. because you cannot go from like a fast pace i I think you like Jungle Cruise a lot more than I did. You can't go from that I kind like of it a movie. lot. <laughs> no, but I like really didn't like it.
1: The more I think about it, it
0: the more I think about it, the more I'm about to downgrade it. Not a good movie.
1: It's a fun movie. They have
0: good chemistry. That's true. And I do like both of them individually a lot. Mm -hmm. It's -hmm. just very formulaic. But this isn't a Joe Cruise episode. That's just to say, do not see that first because that's much quicker paced than this. And I think that's like the first misconception I was noticing because like I overheard conversations when I left the theater and people were just like, not saying good things about it and i think part of that is because you see this medieval fantasy and expect a lot more action than there is which then confuses me because if you've seen an a24 movie i personally wouldn't expect action from a movie like this but maybe that's because we look also if,
1: if you read the green knight there's not that much action in it
0: there's not that much that happens in it no there's not yeah um so genuinely since you've actually read the green night i think i've only read the cliff's notes do you want to give the plot of this movie um
1: sure uh this is going to be rough though because oh, it's damn. been a long time since i read it shout out brit Lit. <laughs> basically it's like uh it, they, they don't know who wrote it they just kind of found like the manuscript it's like the story um so it's by anonymous and it's about it kind of deals with like loosely king arthur and the knights of the round table um the story centers around gwayne who is arthur's nephew i think um his mom's into some kind of fishy shit she's a little goofy little witchcraft wouldn't survive salem to say the would least. not have survived <laughs> in salem although she might have that's true she kind of knew what she was doing anyway He's kind of a kind of a reckless kid um not very civilized structured whatever is not really close with the king and on christmas eve um a series of events leads to a mysterious green knight appearing at the dinner at the round table and challenging anybody who will challenging anybody there to fight fight him basically and I think it's that uh, whoever fought him could have done whatever they wanted to him. Um, and then one year, one year later, they'll have to go find him at a green chapel and he will like return the favor. So Gwen being a moron chops his head <laughs> off. <laughs> um, obviously, he doesn't die because he's like a, he's the green knight. Duh. And basically, that is all the action in the movie. In like the first like 25 minutes and then you get just spurts of it for the rest mm-hmm. um so basically the rest of the plot is it's one year later gwen wasn't sure if it was a trick or not but he's encouraged by king arthur to go find out this green chapel and to to meet again with the green knight
0: i'm losing it the fact that you said you didn't remember it and then just said the exact plot word for word I snapped I <laughs> yeah snapped. what the memory is coming back. Um, That's actually a perfect way of describing it. And the movie's pretty... It sticks to that story. It does take a lot of artistic liberties. But in general, it's that concept, which I guess a lot of people are also confused by it, which I could understand because certain parts of it are like a bit odd and not spelled out. But the
1: story itself is pretty simple. It's just an eye for an eye. Yeah, I think the story itself has kind of a lot of ambiguity to it. And I think that... Lowry know, knew that and kind of played that into his adaptation of it.
0: Yeah. So let's just talk about the movie because I we both didn't really know. We both liked it, but didn't know how to feel about it after seeing it. And I feel like that's a pretty common thing among the reviews and um, things I've seen on Twitter about it. I know Elijah Wood from Lord of the Rings just saw it again because his tweet popped up in my timeline. Oh, but yeah. yeah, random thought. And I, I would like to see it again, honestly. I think it would make a lot more sense approaching it the second time. But personally, I did not find it boring. Besides the scene, um, the extended sequence with Joel Edgerton and Alicia Vikander kind of
1: dragged on a bit for me. I liked that scene. And I completely forgot that that stuff happened until until I watched it again. I was like, oh, this is very familiar. Where do I know this from? <laughs> the book. <laughs> So genuinely on a scale of 1 to 10, well, what do you think about it? And
0: explain why, if you will, if you
1: can. What do I give it? I think I give it an 8. Okay. It's awesome. I don't really like slow burners compared to you. But this two hours went by really quick. And even when the the plot wasn't exactly moving super fast, the, the movie itself was just so incredible to to look at that it wasn't even boring at all because you could just really David Lowry's a master yeah mastercraft
0: I haven't really felt like every uh frame is a painting in a film since Portrait of a Lady on Fire and this is the first one in the middle of the movie I was like every shot I've seen has been like cinematically gorgeous and like you could put it on mute and kind of just walk play like a cool soundtrack and just watch it. And I think it'd still be pretty cool. I would recommend not doing that. So you can, well, like, the
1: soundtrack ruled. That is true.
0: That's one of just nonstop
1: the entire movie.
0: Yeah. Especially the, I've actually been listening to the soundtrack a lot because Daniel Hart has collabed with David Lowry a couple of times now, I think for mm-hmm. the old man and the gun, which I forget is the David Lowry movie because it
1: feels like kind of off kilter.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I love that movie, but, I feel like transitioning from a ghost story to this would have made a lot more sense in like, if I had to put the pieces together, that feels like the natural predecessor, whereas the uh, not the Green Knight, the old man and the gun kind of feels like an odd interlude that works oh, yeah. for me because I really enjoy it, but David lowry has been killing it since the start. Have you seen Pete's Dragon? No. His Disney movie? No. It's, a, it's an interesting one. It's a bit of the Lowry infused, but still Disney... Uh, mandated kind of movie kind of like Corella but I don't think you've seen that I have not seen that okay so we talked about the visuals talked about the score what would you think of Dev's performance Dev Patel for the listeners Go. yeah I thought it was great as well
1: yeah I especially no spoilies but <laughs> the way the way that he acted in like the last half an hour of the movie was just unreal
0: yeah and there's I think the scene we're both thinking of is the last five minutes of the movie where I don't even think he says anything until the very, very end of that scene. But his performance is so good in that scene. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that scene alone is why I would recommend this to anyone is just to watch that scene unfold. Like I did not know how to react because it's the final scene and then it just ends. And it says that the Green Knight title card is up for like 20 seconds. Did you notice that?
1: Yeah, bro, my mouth was just (laughs) wide open for those five minutes. I was just inhaling COVID in the theater. (laughs) Oh my, hope not. Hope not.
0: Crazy thing to admit on air. But I don't know. That's the perfect culmination of every single part of this movie where you have a story that's, like, builds up to this moment and then the payoff is incredible. Dev's performance, the score that crescendos up as it goes along. Yeah. And then, like, there's that feeling where you you feel disoriented because a lot is happening, but you also know it's the end. Because sometimes you never know when a movie ends. Zola, the previous A24 movie, for example, literally just decides to end in the middle of like the climax, which is a very odd choice. But this one, like five minutes before when that scene starts, you kind of know, yeah, this is how it's going to end. Even if you haven't read the story, like I have not. yeah. And I don't know. It's honestly just, maybe that's why I want to see it again is just to like, anticipate that that. yeah Yeah. because it kind of hits you
1: off guard i think that's the whole movie though i feel like all the medieval movies i've seen i don't really like because they're boring they're all dark me too they're all just like depressing which life back then was depressing like those idiots just lived like morons it's not their fault but yeah it's not (laughs) their fault but like why is there a sport two grown men on horses riding at each other with sticks like like what are you doing that's stupid
0: that's However, true.
1: this movie was different in that it it was gloomy, but in, in like a very specialized way, like there was still a lot of life to it. And it explored a lot of like kind of the mystical elements that are alluded to in medieval times. Yeah. Um, whether it was, you know, like the talking fox or the Titans from Attack on Titan <laughs> or like the spirits of that that woman who was murdered in her cabin like and you I don't know really know what's scene. you don't really know what's happening but he doesn't really know what's happening either i think that's the cool part about it is we
0: all don't know what's happening it's not really a hero's arc where like or a coming of age arc where they grow into themselves he's kind of just like he just has a lot of hubris and a lot of cowardness the entire movie i'll bar the last part because i don't want to spoil anything but I think that's what's most interesting about Patel's performance too, is he has to embody that the entire time. It's also, I'm glad you brought this up because it reminded me, it is a cold movie. Like it feels cold watching, especially with this. Again, this could have been because of the AC, but like when the snow is falling and it like, it's that weird feeling where fall is ending and winter's beginning. And then obviously we jump forward to a year and it's that exact same thing again, where like, Mm -hmm. it feels like a movie. It's a weird way of describing it. Want to like, Watch under a blanket because it just—it yeah. feels inaccessible, but at the same time, like so captivating and just how it's structured. Also, Barry, how do you say his last name? Keoghan.
1: Oh yeah, that that goofball kid. He's always been yeah. no good.
0: Chaos every time, every time. But even then, that's a mild spoiler. Like he gets tricked in like the first thing he has to overcome on his journey. Right pretty badly well, you're too just,
1: you're kind of rooting for him too no exactly exactly he has so much going for him and then you're at you're like three-fourths of the way into the movie and he's still being a coward and he's still not demonstrating the courage that he should mm-hmm. and then you you start to get disappointed and you're like shit
0: <laughs> yeah no it's it's such an interesting portrait and like that's what i'm afraid isn't that might not be recognized because this has probably been one of the most hyped a24 movies i've since the studio has begun because it's obviously gotten bigger and bigger to this point and this is like a for them at least a temple epic so i feel like once a little bit of the the hype dies down around it and people can see it it'll become a lot easier to analyze and there's already so many great pieces written on it Mm -hmm. like especially a lot to say about it
1: yeah and there's a lot to it's not um, even that that much happens but there's a lot to take away yeah i mean as you know my review or my rating started at a three and then it went to a three and a half and now it's at a four. With a banger of a review. Oh my god. <laughs> True with a banger review. Nobody showed me any love though. It was so funny. I didn't you might have to mark that as a spoiler, low-key. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's two words I'll, I'll tell I'll outline the review. It's two words and it doesn't really spoil anything, and it makes no sense if you haven't seen the movie. I know I was very confused because you saw the night a night before
0: me. I was like, "What is he talking about?" Exactly.
1: Um, I get it though. I would have done the same thing if I were him. Just saying. Stop. <laughs> also, uh, that's another thing. Alicia the Vikander playing two characters. I the know. The whole movie is so confusing.
0: Dude, Alicia Vikander. She has the it.
1: same. She has the same bells on. Hmm. There's a lot alluded to between like a connection between those two characters who are just not connected.
0: She plays everything at this point.
1: Never forget I'm Easy to Find, which
0: just plays a a woman from like birth to death. That's crazy. And a bunch of different ages. She
1: looks like a kid.
0: She's a go. We love Love her. All right. So just to wrap this up so we can get to the second part. Green Knight is a go. Do you have any
1: last thoughts on it? Go see it. Especially if you like slow burners. And if you don't, you should still see it. Perfect. So are you ready? So ready. <laughs> this was hard.
0: Oh, yeah. I I was not expecting there to be this many options and me being genuinely pissed off that I could not, like, have honorable mentions, which I guess I yeah. could have added, but that kind of would have ruined it. So <laughs> to give context of what we're discussing, in honor of the Olympics, which are strangely happening right now. We have created our own Olympics from the safety of our homes. It is called the A24 Olympics. It requires no athleticism, just a lot of A24 movies watched and some differing opinions. So basically we have, I believe it's six categories, horror, coming of age, veteran directors, early A24 being 2016 or before, visuals, and anticipated 824 movies. This sounds like I'm reading off like Jeopardy, but for a different time. And basically we're each coming up with a gold medal in that category, a silver medal and a bronze medal, and then kind of discussing where we differ and stuff. Cause I think we do differ in a lot of different things. So just to clarify, horror is obviously pretty simple. It's just 824 um, horror movies, which have become like the, a genre of their own and a different behemoth at the box office not even that good at the box office, just stirring up a lot of conversation Um, coming of age movies. If you have not checked out our coming of age episode uh, two weeks ago, definitely check that out. It's just a movie about growth and growing into yourself psychologically and physically, which a 24 has also become pretty famous for veteran directors is directors that this is a pretty high and fast and loose category because it can be a director that's made a lot of movies over time a director that's amassed a lot of Oscar nominations or praise or just like random people who have made all these movies just showing up at A24 to do like a movie in dip which weirdly seems like most of their veteran directors that's what's happened Mm -hmm. like people don't really stay in the confines except Lowry and not even Barry Jenkins actually because Beale Street was not A24
1: like Eggers and Trey Edward Schultz
0: yeah Ari Aster as well Ari Aster So it seems like a certain genre, yeah. I guess that makes sense, though, because, like, why would Ari Aster go to Blumhouse? That's true. And, like, make an A24 movie. Although Blumhouse did make Get Out. So um, visuals is just shots and other stuff. Early A24 I already explained, which weirdly was harder than I thought it was going to be, because I thought A24 wasn't really knocking out movies before then. No, they were. But I think the inclusion of 2016 helped a lot too. It did. <laughs> it was like barely lethal is technically an A24 movie, I think, and that's a pretty bad movie. But and then anticipation, just movies we're excited for. There are a lot
1: of A24 movies on the way. It is no, very they exciting. Got quite the slate coming up. Yeah, exactly. So because we have differing ones, two of ours are different. Yeah, that's. I crazy. know, and I
0: think our gold is the same. It is. But I be. I had a hard time deciding because I was on the Wikipedia page of like all their upcoming movies and was like. Jesus, mm-hmm. there's a yeah, lot coming out. They have a lot, and like things are announced every week. Disappoint, disappointment Boulevard from Ari Aster is coming next year, I think.
1: Right, with Joaquin Phoenix. The what do they have coming out with Denzel and Francis,
0: Tragedy of Macbeth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, not like what next month?
0: Uh it's premiering at New York Film Festival, which starts on the twenty fourth. But then it's actually it's it's going an on the Rocks route and going to Apple TV Plus and A twenty four. It's part of that deal, which. Yeah, I'm wondering it depends where COVID is if they give it like a theatrical thing first.
1: I'm or... excited for it. That's good casting. All right. So are you
0: ready to begin? Yes. I think this is the game. So <laughs> what were your medalists for A24 horror
1: movies? My gold obviously went to Hereditary, which is just a disclaimer, my favorite A24 movie in general. Oh my God. Uh my silver went to the the witch and I decided to include this in horror. My bronze went to the killing of a sacred deer. Okay. That, that movie is scary.
0: Yeah, that and enemy... Because I was going to include enemy, but I didn't know if that was horror. But enemy does freak me out. Me too. And is scary. I, I decided against it. So my gold is the same as you, Hereditary, because... Well, we'll talk about why in a little bit. Um, my silver... I don't know if you've seen this in Fabric. I haven't. It's on my watch list, but I haven't seen it. It is a wild movie. Um. I'll just talk about it a little bit here since we won't be fully discussing. it. I really like Marianne Jean Baptiste and her performance in this is really good even though I'm not. I don't think she's in it for that long given that she's like the number one build person. It's a love it or hate it movie. It's about like a haunted dress which I'm surprised you haven't seen it yet because it kind of and seems October like that's up your watches. alley. Yeah and it's it's pretty well made. They kind of like just like released it and then went on. I don't even know if it I think it released on demand at the same time but a pretty good movie. And then you'd consider Climax a horror movie,
1: right? That movie is terrifying.
0: Yeah. Okay. So my uh, my bronze is Gaspar Noe's Climax, which is probably the non-pop-out scariest last 40 minutes of a movie I've ever seen. Like, I'm still also, scarred.
1: Also, the coolest first 20, 20 minutes. Exactly. And
0: it's one of the only modern movies I've seen that does the credits all at the beginning and then ends, like, right at the end. Yeah, well, Gaspar is a freak. Yeah, and that opening, oh, my God. Yeah, how can you go from something so, like, cool to watch to something, like, where I don't want to look at it, but... Yeah. Okay, so, I did not know Hereditary
1: was your favorite um, Mm -hmm. A24 movie. It is number one on that list. That's such a banger. It's such a good horror movie. It
0: is. I just... I guess that makes sense. You think it's better than Moonlight? Is an A24 movie? Yeah. Wow. I have a lot of movies above Moonlight and A24. Okay, so why do you love Hereditary so much? Because I like it a
1: lot. I don't know if I like would consider it top tier. Well, I'm a big horror movie fan. And I've always liked horror movies. Um, but it's just... It's not even like it's a slow horror movie, but it doesn't really rely on... Jump scares until like the last twenty five ish minutes, Mm -hmm. in which the jump scares are also just so like delicately placed and they're so well executed. And also, bro, I'm a I'm a stand like Tony Collette's performance is unreal. Alex Wolf, that's the brother. Yeah, yeah. Alex Wolf did an incredible job. Like, it was directed so well, and it's. One of those horror movies that's, like, pretty deeply disturbing. Yeah. And kind of sits with you. Because I wasn't scared when I was there, but I was like, this is fucked up. Yeah, and it was being gassed up as, like, the scariest movie of all time. Like, I had friends who had seen it,
0: um, like, opening night. And were like, this is the scariest movie I've ever seen. So that's quite a thing to go in. So I ended up going alone, which was not fun. You're crazy for that. I know. But then we went together, I think. Because I think I saw it twice. Um, Yeah. It's one of those movies that's like a horror cultural reset. Like, there's
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's a lot of horror movies like that, like Halloween, Scream, like movies that have held the test of time. And I feel like Hereditary will because it introduced like the elevated horror genre, which I feel like every elevated horror movie that has followed has not been anywhere near as good, even Midsommar, which I do not like, and neither of us included.
1: Agreed. Yeah, I'm. I've horror movies are kind of going through a, like a rough phase between. All those cult classics, like the 80s and 90s, and then the early 2000s was they were like franchising a lot of stuff, and it was a lot of like cheaply produced horror movies that were just not very good. But this was like Mm -hmm. the first one that was like really good, and it included like psychological horror as well as physical horror. Yeah, and it did it. It executed it so well, which is why I had to had to gold it.
0: Yeah, a remarkable
1: feature debut because
0: I think it's his first movie too. I'm not mistaken.
1: He had those short movies that were disturbing.
0: Yeah, the strange thing, the strange <laughs> things about the Johnsons. Oh, yeah, not a fan of that. But yeah, I think these are six pretty good movies. I you can play it fast and lose again with horror and A24 because a lot of their thrillers are scary. For example, the Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I actually did not think to put on here. Do you like that more than the Lobster, his other yeah. A24 movie? Okay,
1: yeah. The Lobster was a little too weird, yeah, and it loses me in that last act. oh, isn't Barry Keegan in this too? yeah,
0: he's the son a freak he's a freak show cannot trust him cannot trust
1: him he it's this also just such a good movie
0: yeah it's i I don't remember if I loved it, but it was one of those movies that again is not
1: pop out scary, but I was like like deeply disturbing,
0: yeah, I felt like but that's kind of on brand it. with
1: Yorgos. Honestly, all of his like, dog tooth is terrible, in the fact that it's just disgusting.
0: Ugh. I don't want to watch it now.
1: You haven't seen it? I've not. Yeah.
0: I'm not, I was not a huge fan of Sacred Deer or the Lobster. So I've been like cautious to approach his other stuff.
1: Mm, that's fair.
0: I wonder if Lars von Trier is going to make an A24 movie
1: because that would be horrifying. Anti- Antichrist should have been. Oh, yeah. that was that was the other von Trier, wasn't it? No, Joachim oh.
0: is Telma and or Thelma.
1: Oh yeah, that one was
0: good. Okay, I've not seen that one. That's I don't think that's a twenty-four either. But no, I think Antichrist not. Not is related Lars. either. I, think it's, I know. One of is
1: von Trier and one of them is Trier. Oh
0: yeah, I didn't even make that connection.
1: <laughs> yeah, Antichrist uh, is fucked up.
0: Okay, so um. Let's just move on to coming of age. Um, side note, I did not include my one of my favorite coming of age movies that I literally talked about in the um in the last episode for fear of repeating myself. So Lady Bird is not included, but
1: Kayvon, what are your coming of age films? My gold was Moonlight. I feel like kind of obviously. Um, silver, 20th Century Women, Love Mike Mills. And I decided to go mid-90s for bronze. So it was kind of a toss-up between that and Lady Bird.
0: Okay, so I, I was the same as you again. Gold is Moonlight. And then I think we differ in our bottom two. Yeah, we definitely do. Um, Silver is a Lean on Pete, Andrew High's movie. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't. Um, and then bronze is eighth grade, Bo Burnham's eighth grade, which I don't think you've seen either.
1: I hated that movie. You've seen it? I watched the first like 25 minutes and was so uncomfortable that I had to stop. That's the point. I I couldn't handle
0: it. Okay. So why don't you explain your bottom two and then I'll explain where I'm coming from.
1: Um The bronze, there wasn't that much thought put into it. I was happy mm-hmm. that they had kind of made like an authentic-ish. Kind of authentic-ish. They had an authentic cast. Yeah, um skate movie about like growing up in kind of loose skate culture yeah their cast was almost entirely made up of illegal civ uh members who are actually like pro skaters um not already kind of a family so that was really cool to see on screen I, i don't know apparently they said jonah hill was not that cool which is kind of disappointing i did not know that that is disappointing yeah but um it's a good movie i don't love it but it's good it seems like they're still struggling to make a good skate movie
0: yeah it has not aged well in my opinion like the more i think about it the less i like it for some reason um i watched it on the plane and i haven't seen it since like when it came out yeah i've not seen it since either but like there's one scene i'm not gonna sway. i think you know the one i'm talking about that's like oh maybe you don't know there's a lot of scenes in the movie. Yeah, there's one that's very, very uncomfortable to watch, and like is the most pan part of the movie because of like. Oh yeah,
1: what the fuck?
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fine. I really liked it the first time I saw it too. Like the movie, not that scene. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I need to clear that up. But like, the more I think about that scene, the more it kind of ruins the entire movie for me. And it's, it's such
1: weird. A, it's such you, a weirdly placed scene,
0: and it's such an odd choice to even include that scene. That it's very like. Weird you could have made it an 80 minute movie and just made it a lot better um but yeah i think mid 90s is a good pick i uh
1: do you want us to talk a little bit about 20th century woman i don't know how much there is to say about it i think that's like kind of one of the more like prototypical coming of age movies it's about this this kid who's i think he has a single mom right yeah and, and there's just Benning, ton, a ton of women just living in their house and he kind of grows up in love with his best friend and stuff it's it's a really good movie it's it's kind of sad but it's it has that mike mills touch that it's like how is this depression making me happy Uh, it's very there's one scene in like the middle of the
0: movie that i thought it was going to end after that's like so incredibly sad and then the movie continues um i love this movie as well it shows up later so i'm not going to talk too much about it then but mike mills is just existentially killing it with beginners Um, i love i love beginners yeah and i'm easy to find was him
1: too so he's so good he has just like he's like a comforting damn this is like the third time i told you he has like a comforting sadness about his movies yeah where they're very sad but like they kind of like embrace you i don't know
0: no he he's acquired a certain skill that i feel like a lot of directors have not yeah um well i'm not going to talk about eighth grade a lot since (laughs) you hate it but I'm obviously I'm a Bo Burnham fan. I really like I don't really like. I really like some parts of the stand-up shows. Um and I 8th grade as uncomfortable as it is is very relatable as someone who is in 8th grade close enough to when that film came out that like the LeBron James reference makes sense. Um because that's used like four times in the movie and it's what just like first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it brings back pretty bad memories, but i have to like respect how it's made and lean on pete is it is a slow burning movie it's about a a kid and his horse to say the least or his like love for horses um and that's really underselling it because it gets very very emotional and well made but it's honestly the perfect example of an a24 movie that slips so far under the radar yet is just so incredible it's one of Probably one of my favorite movies of the last decade because I was not expecting the gut punch that it delivers, but highly recommend it. And it's one of those like more dramatic coming of age movies that does not feel corny. And that's a, that's a big win for coming of age movies to not feel corny. All right. So next category veteran directors. Kayvon, run them up. My gold
1: was on the rocks <laughs> by Sofia Coppola. Oh, yeah. I should say they're by. My silver w- was climax by Gaspar Noé, and bronze was enemy by Denis Villeneuve. The
0: excellent, almost <laughs> excellent pronunciation, kind of biff the I last. The v part. at the end.
1: Um. Oh, it's so complicated for no. It's so many letters in his last name, and it's like one sound.
0: I know. I know. We need to have a serious conversation about French Canadians.
1: <laughs> if Dune will do well.
0: I'm very curious. Like I recently, I saw the trailer for it, and I'm like, "That's gonna be at least three hours. It has to like, be. There's no way it's shorter. It
1: has to be." So I'm I wondering thinking the exact same thing.
0: It's one of those movies that that and reminiscence. Do you know that Hugh Jackman movie coming out?
1: That looks good, but I do like Westworld. So
0: okay whenever i watch that trailer it feels like it's going to be a two and a half hour movie but i recently learned it's only an hour and 50 minutes but dune is at least three hours there's no way
1: gotta be also i'll say it this trailer doesn't look as good as the first one
0: i know it doesn't have the pink floyd song which really just brings it down i agree Agreed. uh didn't want to admit it but i will if i have to I admit um, it. <laughs> so um my gold is first cow by kelly reichardt my silver is first reformed by paul Schrader. And Bronze is High Life by Claire Denis. I, do we have any corresponding? No, we do not.
1: No, but like I haven't, I haven't seen the a lot of like the veteran, veteran director, um, A24 movies. I haven't seen High Life still.
0: Never seen. Uh, maybe I have seen. That's one of the most walked out movies I've ever been to. That was like a ticketed non-festival movie. Like, people were flocking out.
1: <laughs>
0: to be fair, it is very graphic. And, like, I'm not the biggest fan. I'm honestly, like, I've yet to see a Denis movie that has, like, really, really impressed me. Um, which is disappointing because, like, every time I go into one, I'm so excited. Right. And then, but this one is definitely entertaining. It has a great cast. Probably. Um Yeah, it's really, really, really messed up to watch unfold. Hence, the walkouts. But it's cool to see her doing an English language movie, although it's still such an odd story that I don't think it translates. It would have been weird in any language. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, I feel like the follow-up to this with walkouts might be Titan.
1: Gotta be. Yeah. I have to imagine Raw had so many.
0: I know. Oh, my. Imagine seeing Raw in a theater with an audience.
1: I would have maybe thrown up. <laughs>
0: No, I'm, I'm very excited for that. And that also brings up a thing about Neon that we can get to at the end because, yeah, we'll get there. But basically, I'll just run through. First Cow, I have I love Kelly Reichardt so much. I think First you Cow literally is literally a stan. I know, she's so good. And it's the ultimate slow burn cinema. Even like, if you watch The Green Knight and think that's slow, definitely do not watch a Kelly Reichardt movie because like three things happening in it is a lot. And yeah, like there's not much that happens, but it's so beautiful, and the visuals are so good. And like even the story is just so it's just a cool story, yeah. yeah. And the ending is like one of my favorite, and definitely my what well, was my favorite movie of last year, so it's I'm a little biased, but the ending is so incredible and like really just leaves you thinking as theoretically, as you left the cinema, of course, this was released on demand, um, a route that the Green Knight did not go which kind of makes sense because I don't see The Green Knight as not being a theatrical. You
1: have to see that in theaters. Well,
0: it's only there for, it only has a 20-day window and then it goes to PVOD. I saw.
1: Which Sad. is weird because Zola
0: had like a month, but I don't know. And I feel like it should be the opposite where True. this is definitely more of a theatrical experience. But, um, And then First Reform, speaking of, we we're just talking about Paul Schrader. Just an ultimate portrait of a priest going through crisis and One I imagine
1: the, that movie upset a lot of people as well. It did not get any walkouts when I went. I can confirm. You have some, you have some upsetting movies on your list.
0: <laughs> yeah. My grandma was definitely... She was definitely pensive because I went with her, which is a very, very insane movie to just go It to. is kind of
1: an upsetting movie. It's very upsetting. The I don't ending, really like it. I don't really like it. <laughs>
0: okay. I, I, I liked it a lot when I first saw it. I've not seen it since... I have not really wanted cannot to see it imagine
1: sense. watching it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there's some scenes that are so beautiful. Of course, the end scene is very striking, but I wouldn't call it beautiful. It's more like, oh my God, this is messed up. But yeah, I do have a lot of upset. The veteran directors, like they know what they're <laughs> doing though. They said- they're up to no good. Let's do some psychological damage out here with just an overload of the senses. Why don't you talk about your veteran director movies? I was not expecting- on the Rocks to be number one, if I'm being honest.
1: I did, Bro, they started at, like, you know my letterbox list? Hmm. The highest one that I considered a veteran director was 3.5, and it was her. So I was like, I have to push. She's a veteran director, for
0: sure. Oh, she, 100%. For sure. 100%. And I
1: liked it. It's a feel-good movie, and it kind of went under the radar, but Rashida Jones and Bill Murray had a really good chemistry um, as the two leads – and it's not a great movie, but it's good. No, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, probably
0: one of the most interesting modern directors to track the trajectory of their career
1: because she's she, kinda, she, she kinda just does everything.
0: She's literally done everything. It's exactly what I was gonna say, but like, it's she has her fans. She has her haters. I enjoy her work. I thought this was, I thought this one was did not feel like a
1: Sofia Coppola movie. It didn't. She's a very like indie fan base for sure.
0: Yeah, but at the same time I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it too. It
1: was kind of refreshing from her other work, I think.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it's like you can't really look into it that deeply cuz it's not that deep of a movie, which I feel like is not the case for most of her movies.
1: Yeah, it's a rare W
0: from Sofia. Um so enemy Let's talk about it. Love this movie. This movie's good. I'm, I haven't seen it since like the sixth grade. That's a crazy thing to watch when you were in sixth grade.
1: I know. Mom and I went in, in Toronto actually where it was filmed. Yeah. We we're like, hmm, this looks familiar. <laughs> the spider walking. <laughs> I, I, bro, that shit was scary. I still don't even really know what happened in that movie, but I remember being like, this rules. <laughs> yeah. And
0: I don't know. Do you think the new... V- or you know what we know we know his name we just might not be able to pronounce it but um Jenny. do you think he'll ever go back to these style of movies because blade runner and dune are now two big steps away from that Arrival. he's three steps away. exactly i forgot sure. i forgot about arrival like it's yeah, interesting I to watch so. but,
1: but I, he kind yeah. of has he kind of has a mastercraft for like the like a big budget kind of slow-ish burning sci-fi
0: Oh, 100%. Like, That's, he's kind of are
1: underappreciated, honestly. Way underappreciated. I mean, you know, Arrival one of my favorite movies.
0: Yeah, but even Blade Runner, which was a box Blade office Runner
1: flop, is like incredible to just great.
0: watch. Yeah. And also had the greatest teaser of like the past
1: five years True. or something. No, it was so well put together as a movie. And I don't even like the original Blade Runner that much, but what was it, 2049? Mm-hmm. Rules.
0: Yeah. Big big Denny fans here. Um, yeah, true.
1: Except his first movie's weird.
0: I've never seen that, so cannot comment. Oh my god! So we have three left. Early A twenty four, running
1: up. <laughs> my gold is the witch. Um, my silver is Ex Machina, and my bronze is Moonlight. All good picks. I see Moonlight has made it twice. It's metal twice so has the witch i love the witch yeah I think it's a good it's a good folksy uh like kind of old new england horror story really well done
0: yeah i don't think i'm a fan of that kind of like folktale movie in general because like what do you think of fear street 1666 where the first half is like a i liked it tale? until
1: they came back to 1994 and i was like this is boring now <laughs>
0: really the exact yeah. opposite reaction where i thought it was boring until they got back to 1994
1: yeah, I don't know. Something about those old-timey white women being witches that's like, this rules.
0: Ex Machina, I think you like a lot, too, which is another I movie that I don't like love as Ex much. I
1: love I love Alex Garland. Another yeah. just kind of sci-fi connoisseur.
0: No, this is 100% due for a rewatch because I really like Annihilation, so I don't know why I did not. I was also really young when I saw this, probably too young to understand what was going on. Beautiful House. Lovely house that they're in. Awesome house.
1: Great cast. Alicia. Alicia. Alicia, my bad. Queen. I would have failed the Turing test for sure. <laughs> and then Moonlight, we've already talked about it a little bit. So mine are all different. Wait, can we just say how... I thought Moonlight came out in 2018. I did not know it came out in 2016. That is no. so long ago. <laughs> it won the Oscar in 2017. I know, but that Oscar doesn't seem like that long ago.
0: Well... The amount of Oscars we have to forget about in the time since then is a lot. So true. It's, what is it? Green in The Shape of Water. Yeah. So forgot yeah. those two movies existed. So the last real Oscar winner. Um, my gold is 20th Century Woman, which we've talked about a fair amount in this pod. Love that movie. My silver mm. is Amy. Have you seen the Amy Winehouse doc? No, I need to watch that. It's so incredible. It's very sad, too, when it gets to the end, obviously, about her death. But it's such a well-made film that honestly love Amy Winehouse and her music so much. And I knew nothing about her when I started it and was just like blown away. Mm -hmm. Um, So my bronze, is back, The Bling Ring, love this movie. You do not like this movie. but Not as much as you. (laughs) It's such a good time. The Emma Stone American accent is so good that it's hard to fault this movie. It's
1: not good. It's just so, like, it's actually just so bad that it's good.
0: Yeah, it's so bad that it has become iconic and is the only thing I can think about with this movie. But love this movie. Love, love Sophia. So I had to include it. So, um, visuals. I think we have a lot. This shouldn't take too long for this one because we do have a lot of cross categorization going on.
1: True. Um, this one was hard. I think it was the hardest for me. I agree. My gold and silver are very close, but in to be different than yours, I gave <laughs> I gave the Green Knight gold and the Last Black Man in San Francisco silver, and then I gave X Machina the third.
0: Yeah, so my goal was Last Black Man in San Francisco, my silver was The Green Knight, and bronze was another Lowry that has not been mentioned yet, A Ghost Story,
1: which... I needed to mention it so bad, but I didn't know what category
0: it fell under. I That might have been why I put this here, because I there's certain visuals that really stick with me from that movie, but as mm-hmm. a whole, I would not say it's, like, the most visual, but I had to honor it, just for those, like, 10 visuals alone that, like, completely no, totally messed what... me up yeah, when I, I was watching them. But um the green knight we've already talked about i'm glad the last black man in san francisco made both of our lists because i honestly think it is the most underrated a24 movie by far i it's was really absolutely sad yeah blown away and the visuals in the last it's another great last five minutes with the yeah. green knight pretty dialogue list that is just like the visuals are absolutely stunning and just completely knock you out but yeah yeah
1: i think also it's important to mention since you have the green knight and a ghost story david lowry the way that he directs like the passage of time because i know a lot of those visuals from a ghost story that you said stuck out to you i remember from like kind of like that that montage ish towards the end Mm. um between that and the montage is it a montage just the like the events of like the last 10 minutes of the green night it's, it's it feels like a cresting wave that's the only way i can think about exactly it. he he directs time so insane yeah i wasn't even the thinking way that about... the way that time moves and stuff in his movies is nuts
0: yeah and it's so calculated that you like have to even if you don't like the movie you have to respect how it's framed because it's mm-hmm. like i wasn't even thinking about the ghost story montage honestly i was thinking of there's a single shot that when I think of ghost story just sticks with me where the house that the ghost lives in is being knocked down. And it's just the ghost in a white sheet yeah. standing in the middle of it. And it is so. Oh, is that the yeah, montage? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we are thinking of the same thing. It's just.
1: Honestly, no, when I incredible. think of the events of a ghost story, like every time I just picture a circle. Because it li- the movie literally just moves in a perfect circle. Yeah. Through its runtime.
0: Also, so much pie consumption in that movie. If you've so never much. seen a ghost story, get ready for a a very slow-burning scene, to say the least. If you um,
1: have just, like, a really overwhelming urge to see Rooney Mara eat a whole pie. I wasn't going to spoil it, but sure.
0: That's exactly... Don't <laughs> expect anything more than that, because that's all you're going to get um, from that scene. Gotta love it, though. Um, Relatable. So Anticipation. What movies are coming out? I think all of our anticipated movies are coming out this year or maybe next at the earliest is there, i i didn't tell you to do this but i'm glad you did this where we didn't do things that have been announced but are coming out in like five years or four years i don't even think they have anything that's coming out that late but there's certain things that have not even begun development yet
1: yeah that i didn't do that confirmed. much research i found my three pretty quickly all right what are the my gold is after yang my silver is lamb and my bronze is red rocket yeah, so My Gold is also after Yang. Um, Had to be. Big Koganada fans. And I heard great
0: things from Cannes. Uh, it seems to be like a cerebral sci-fi movie on the likes of Ex Machina. But I think oh, much like softer than that movie. Which it's is... Like the Ex Machina Columbus crossover movie. That we didn't expect, but we kind of need. So I'm very excited for that. Um, my silver is Mike Mills' Come On, Come On. And my bronze is Pleasure. Have you heard of Pleasure? I think so. It's like a Swedish movie about a porn star that premiered at Sundance and got like so much acclaim. And then A24 bought it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be incredible. I'm very excited to see this movie because I just remember hearing so much about it from Sundance and like being very angry that it had sold out because I was like, if someone's talking about a movie this much, I like need to see what's going on. But Mm. it was too late by then. I I don't know. It's it's held up. It still has like a 3.6 or something on letterbox. And I also like A-24 foreign movies seem kind of hard to come by these days, which is ironic because Lamb is also a horror movie. Yeah. A foreign movie. A foreign movie.
1: Icelandic, I think. Did you see the did they show the trailer of the Green Knight? They did, but I obviously saw it on Twitter when it came out. (laughs) It looks wacky. I mean a lamb a half child half lamb child is just crazy but numi rapace we like numi well i like numi rapace i also do okay so i'm excited and it looks good the trailer is also just really well put together
0: yeah i've heard mixed things from ken yeah it premiered there so i'm a bit worried but i don't know if it's because it's so messed up that people like gravitate towards not liking it. But we'll have to see. I think that's coming out in, like, October or something. It's pretty soon. Yeah. I don't know. I think A24 has a promising future
1: based off these six... Oh, we didn't even talk about Red Rocket. I'm excited for Red Rocket. So am I. I like Tangerine. I think I liked it more than you did.
0: You did. And I think I like The Florida Project more than you did.
1: Yeah, I did not like The Florida Project that much. But Red Rocket is a comedy, so comedic. What's it? Sean Baker. Sean Baker, back. yeah.
0: And it's another... A lot of their... Tanger- movies, dude, Tangerine is
1: fucking hilarious.
0: I think I'd appreciate it more if I watched it. Now. Oh my god, it's just such a good shit show. I think you'd appreciate The Florida Project if you watched it, like, more recently,
1: honestly. Too serious. I need to watch a lot of bad movies.
0: <laughs> I, I guess. Weird thing to admit on air, but we're... I think we're both comfortable with where H 24 is going. I feel like At the same time, I don't like comparing them, but A twenty four and neon are kind of killing it right now, knock on wood, because no one's making movies like they are. Or at least no American Studio is making movies like they are. And obviously, like the
1: foreign A twenty four.
0: Yeah, but they snatch up so many movies from Ken. Foreign movies. Well, Titan is the like only one I can think of right now, but I know there's more. I think the worst person in the world, Joaquin Triers movie. Mm-hmm. they they obviously got Flea from Sundance which is my favorite movie of the year so far so like
1: I saw the preview for that looks good
0: it's so good and their slate is pretty promising they have two Palme d'Or winners now I don't think A24 has any but true. yeah I don't think they do because Parasite and uh, Titan are now the two neon Palme d'Ors I, I'm very excited to see what's going to happen true. with these two imagine
1: I cannot wow. imagine
0: no I'm sorry Parasite, the cultural reset.
1: I don't care. I will never be over just the lack of recognition, awards recognition that Portrait got.
0: That's not Portrait's that's not Neon's fault. I know it's not Neon's fault, but it's diplomatic issues brought that. Because I literally would have killed it this year, this past year. Oh my if god if they had would just have... waited.
1: Would have washed all of those
0: yeah i don't even think like the foreign film category had that much hype this year because it didn't mm-hmm. have like a enough of a bellwether like obviously another round and quobitis aida were very hyped but like the portrait parasite hype was unreal unreal and then other good ones Le Miz, the 2019 Le Miz, not the anne hathaway um tom hooper one never forget but i don't know what do you think are you excited to see i'm assuming you're excited to see what happens um, do you Just think any general, yes. any of these anticipated movies will have Oscar potential? Mm, let me look at yours again. No. I yeah, I don't think so either. But they've never been a big Oscar studio,
1: which is very odd. But true. Maybe oh. maybe after Yang will be able to snag something. And uh, I'm assuming the cinematography is going to be great as it usually is.
0: Well, to close this off, actually, do you think The Green Knight will have any Oscar nominations?
1: I think it should.
0: I think it might. Visual effects maybe, actually. Cinematography, I could actually see happening.
1: I would honestly push for a nom for Dev, to be honest.
0: Yeah. I mean, looking at what's premiered at Cannes and what's premiering at these festivals in the fall, it's going to be like one tight race this, Mm -hmm. this season. It's like, gonna wash 2020 if these movies are good obviously it's important yeah i'm but...
1: i'm excited to see what the foreign nominations are this year
0: i know you think titan can yes. snag
1: i feel i mean it's definitely gonna have to snag a nomination right i don't know i might be too out there for a out of boys. france though huh out of france
0: i don't know again it's one of those risk-taking movies that i don't know if the older I wonder if Academy was I mean it,
1: they're, they're probably pretty excited that it won bomb' d'Or. I, I would unless there's like another French movie that comes out it'd be weird for them not to I feel like true but it seems like Titan is kind of where the hype is right now
0: yeah I mean it's already premiered in France playing there um that makes me sick to my stomach <laughs> flies out <laughs> <laughs> leaves
1: leave to America. watch it in
0: in French with no subtitles
1: it comes out soon, I do it. October 1st w i'm gonna be there with the car it's the fast and furious movie we deserve it's finally here it's finally arrived it's the fast and furious and no strings attached crossover movie that we've all been <laughs> waiting for
0: we as in just you 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 have to be the only one who's been waiting for that all right cave thank you so much for tuning in for tuning in for joining um it's been so good to have you back i think A good Olympics, a lot of good medalists here. And if you're listening and have a movie you're interested in, definitely check any of these out. They have our seal of approval. A24 has had some misses, but I feel like we captured the hits. They've had a lot of
1: misses, more so
0: than you'd expect. Yeah.
1: No, agreed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, ooh, want to want to forget about some A24 movies, but these ones definitely check out. Definitely check them out. So, um, thank you guys for tuning into the screening room. You can follow me at Kavage Alinas on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Kavon at Kavon or Kavon Jetta. Crazy. There's multiple A's just for reference. And also N's. Wild. That's crazy. Wild You're tag. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you'd like to read some of my reviews, you can check them out at Kavejareviews.com. Thank you, Kavon, once again. And we will see you in two weeks in the screening room. Peace out. Peace. Oh,